I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. The 27th of the 7th, 2022 inflation day you could call it here in australia this is the cob the stuff you need to know about the day in business markets finance startups i'm nadine blaney i'm kyle right inflation day yeah that has a real ring to it and we have been waiting for such a long time for it and well maybe an anti-climax i guess but we did see a little bit of movement and we got well, a lot of information you love a bit of drama kyle. i do like volatility you can't get the uh the cfd dude out of you so easily you just want to see <laughs> movement all the time upside downside but um you know we got a lot of information and you know obviously a stack of information about earnings too so uh it's been a good week yeah it has been a good week um we'll detail inflation just to tick let me just get people through yeah. in case this is their their end of day uh, listen Uh, Across what's happening in markets and what happened today was we ended positively. We saw a quarter of a percentage point rise, roughly speaking, for the S&P ASX 200, 6,823. The small ORDs, the Emerging Companies Index, both pushed higher. Emerging Companies Index relatively flat, but still green. And it comes against a backdrop of a more mixed picture around the region. The Hang Seng, as we record this, is down by about 1%, although Japan's market did finish mildly positive. Um, In terms of some of the big moves, just sector-wise, just a brief overview. um, Look, the banks really, you know, came to the party, particularly after that inflation read. CBA, Kyle, up Mm -hmm. by 2.4%. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. BHP on the other end of the spectrum was down by one and a half percent. Yeah, so materials getting, really lagged today. Didn't yeah, they? sure did, and really across the board. Except, interestingly, when you got into a lot of the gold plays, X oh, Newcrest, right, and CSL was up by two percent. So that helped lift the market higher, along with West Farmers up by one point eight percent, and an inflation hedge, some call it Transurban, oh. up by one point eight percent. Uh, let's just get to it, though, because that inflation read was not as hot as many had you had been hoping, many had been <laughs> hoping for or expecting, I should say. Yeah, um, yeah. And I did note just before I sort of came in here that TD Securities is no longer calling for a 75 basis mm. point hike from the RBA. It says, look, considering today's inflation read, considering the fact that it, the Fed is very unlikely to go 100 basis points, it would just be too ballsy. Can I say that? That's very crude, but I think it, you can. it's too ballsy. It would yeah. be a, too, a too big of a move coming from the RBA. So they've gone back to 50 basis points. Yeah, and I've got um, actually Phil Ejona here from Deutsche on tomorrow, the big picture, and he was kind of in the 70 basis point camp too. So it'd be interesting to see what they say. But in essence, if you look at market pricing, that's exactly the story that's being told at the moment. You've got three year, the three-year yield down 11 basis points. I haven't seen what cash futures are doing on the swaps market. Um, but we were kind of split going into the event on whether, or the markets were split on whether it would be 50 or 75 next week. And it would seem basically everyone's settling on, on 50 now, which 
well, it's why stocks rallied for the for the rest of the day. Eleven thirty dropped. We had a bit of volatility, and then we were grinding high for the rest of the session. So that's, mm-hmm. I think it's a really welcome development because, quite naturally, it means that maybe inflation will peak at a slightly lower rate. RBA can be afford afford to be a little less aggressive, and that's that's great for valuations. That's great for the economy. Mm-hmm. So we will uh, wait the RBA's decision on Tuesday yes. with um, much anticipation. We don't have to wait much longer for the FOMC. No. I had a I had a chat with Mark Todd from the Bank of China. You know, sometimes he has a way with words, and he said he uh, the RBA will only do fifty because they've got their smoking jackets on. He said, but the U.S. Fed, Jay Powell, he's got his camo on, so oh. it's going to be it's going to be seventy five. Yep. But he said some pretty hawkish language they still want to knock this inflation issue hard that's interesting yeah because i was talking to diana messina today and i put that same kind of question to her which is how much will they talk about this weak growth data or that will they want to continue to i suppose prove their inflation fighting chops and it's such a precarious balance now obviously because a lot of that da- the data last night out of the states wasn't too bad but you know that pmi survey on friday night really sent shutters i think through the market um, and, you know, clearly we're all sort of prepared for, for a U.S. recession. So if they do still come out, and I'm going to use a word too because it sounds like fun, ballsy, when it comes to infl- uh, interest rate um, policy, then it's, um, yeah, that's, that's going to be interesting to see how the market reacts consider these, considering these growth slowdown fears. Yeah. Okay. So, again, we could talk till the cows come home about what the Fed will do. I had a good chat with Kenny Polkari as as always, from Slatestone yep. to kick off the day. Um, and yeah, we talked about the balance sheet reduction as well. What did he and say? he said, well, he just said that the Fed has been a bit quiet on that front. Yeah. So he will be really listening in because they were supposed to reduce this by $45 billion per month starting in June. So yeah. he's looking for details around that because that, if it's going to plan and at pace, again, may mean that it doesn't have to move, you know, so super aggro on rates. Yeah. He does not expect a 100 basis point move. He just says there's no way we wouldn't have got a hint about it yeah. yet. Yeah. You know, it would have been leaked. So you can listen to um, to his interview to get his take on some of the U.S. earnings as well. That was a big feature of the day-to-day, Kyle. Did you have conversations about, obviously, Google, Microsoft? We did, but particularly at that 11 o'clock hour, a lot of conversations. And, uh, you know, Mark Gardner today as well had a bit of, like, he, he had a buy, hold, and sell. I'll put that out there um, for, for you. So go back and watch that episode if you are looking for some, some stock ideas. But he sort of spoke to the price reaction after hours to results that were, well, kind of mixed. They, they were good in a sense. The outlook was all right. But in a more bullish market, they would have been punished. And initially, Microsoft shares were an after-hours trade. But there was a bit of digestion. We saw a rally in the final throws of post-market trade. And it kind of points to a market that's just got uber-bearish. Be- uber yeah. And you're starting to see kind of people going, oh, well, I'll buy it. It's not so bad. So um, like kind of positive signals there, I guess. Mm-hmm, that was yeah. a lot of conversation. On the quarter report, so every day we really take a deep dive into U.S. earnings. I spoke with a gentleman from CFRA, and yeah, he was pleasantly surprised mm. by the megatech earnings that we got tonight. He says it sets it up for Apple to do pretty well later in the week. Uh, he does not rate Meta, which we will hear from at all. <laughs> yeah. But again, James Whalen from VFS Group, he said, look, I don't want to speak too loud for fear of scaring uh, this, you know, scaring this this bear and getting it all riled up once again. But he said there was a big relief with mm. this Microsoft and Alphabet uh, result that came through today. So in the spirit of that, uh, stock of the day was a bit different today on the call. It was Microsoft and Alphabet. So two stocks of the day. We spoke with Ben Clark from TMS Capital and Henry Jennings from Marcus Today.
Me, you buy Microsoft and Google. You know, like oh. they, you won't find a business like that on the ASX. Uh, oh. Our businesses are tiny; they don't have that presence. But like Microsoft, still doing twenty percent growth in um, cloud, and oh. um, Google, you know, twelve percent growth in digital advertising. Look pretty good to me. But Dicadala to me looks like it has been oversold. The update recently has been pretty strong. Hmm. It may be a little bit out of favour, but it probably means that I need to do a bit more work on it. But certainly, at first glance, good update, hmm. it's oversold, sector is recovering, people are looking okay. for sexy things. Maybe Dicadala isn't one of the sexy things, and it's not maybe the go-to tech plays but that we've seen, the technology it's ones. It's priced well. Uh, it's priced well okay. at the moment. So there you go. Interesting point of view, and it sort of uh, ties back nicely with a local stock tip as well. So yeah. there you go. So Ben um, buys for both Henry. Well, he kind of played along, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, if you want smile. another tech pick here in Australia, you can listen and find online an interview that I did with Max Capetta today from Redpoint Investment Management. He told me what tech company he thinks is looking pretty interesting. In fact, it was a great conversation. He gave us lots of picks in the space and his view as to what is likely to come through earnings season here. Because, of course, I was doing a bit of work today, Kyle, and I realized it's August next week. Don't tell me that. It is. Don't say my that. life is passing me by. In fact, my view today was very much on the uh, passage of time, actually. What is it? Just I, share a little. Tease us. I wanted to talk about how. The, how, exp how experience of time changes and how bear markets seem to go on much longer than bull markets when in statistically, in fact, that's not the same. So, riding out the storm, It's not a fact. Do you know where I learned that today? Whereabouts? In Taming the Bear. Did you really? You didn't even mean to set me up. But that event went live at 11 o'clock. Now, I totally understand that a lot of people can't make an hour-long virtual event at 11 o'clock middle of the day. Mm -hmm. However, if you register or have registered for the event, you can watch it and catch up in your own time. If you've already registered for the event, you should have an email now that says, uh, with a link, you know, that you can watch on catch up. If you have not yet registered, don't worry, you still can. You go to osbiz.co forward slash taming the bear and we'll send you a link that you can watch as catch up so all about bear markets how long will it last what is the cause this time around but real practical tips for traders and investors so what filters do you need to think about your trades through um, some of the strategies that you can deploy in a bear market mm. to still make money because that's what it's about. You know, there's still money to be made. Of course, yeah. We mentioned CFDs a few times there. Oh, uh, yeah, I've definitely done those. Um, <laughs> look, and then we talk about the psychology. So what do you do right. in a bear market? What do you do if, uh, you know, to get your mindset from bull market mindset to bear market mindset? What is a bear market mindset? And also, what do you do if you've taken a loss? Which I <laughs> thought was really fascinating yeah. because yeah, we're also keen to tell everybody <laughs> all of our wins. But I mean, this is this mm. can be really damaging, um, you know, when when you've got to recognize a loss. And so, yeah, yeah, it's really practical advice. I loved it. I'm partial though. But, you know, please uh, sign up or register or watch that on-demand link uh, tonight if you can. Yes. Uh, just to get those tips. Anyways, I'm, I'll get off. I'll get off my little high horse. That's um, right. All good down. information though. Look, by percentage terms, we had, um, yeah, a lot of weakness coming through. I guess it was a little bit of a motley crew. Was weird. Of yeah, weak we had like names. blue, 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 uh, blue scope. Uh, who was it? Champion Iron. Champion Iron. A lot of Blue kind Media. Of this steel Aluka. sort of thing. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm, okay. And then on the winning side, zip. <laughs> yeah. What the that's, heck? It's a short squeeze. It's a massive short squeeze. And I'm just loving watching this happen. It was a 20% again today mm. on nothing. Well, we had the update. Go go back to that. Yeah, but that's last week. That was last week. But that's that was the trigger. And yeah. since then, we've had all these shorts just being absolutely smoked. Whew. Okay. Temple and Webster, Clinival, yeah. Uh, Silver Lake Resources is one that I can see that gained on news up by close to 6% quarterly production activity. So sales guidance looking really strong. All in sustaining cost at 1900 Um, But yeah, it looks like it's doing quite well and investors did reward it accordingly today. So it is the FOMC tonight. Yes. And that means tomorrow morning we'll be speaking with Tony Crescenzi from PIMCO. Love him. Uh, We'll be speaking. Oh, I I, I love everyone. But um, (laughs) Marty Wetton from CBA (laughs) will take us through what it what it means, you know, practically for for the bond market. We also love Marty Wetton. Stephen Miller from GFSM, GSFM. So, you know, it's a really strong program uh, tomorrow and it continues with uh, Kyle McIntyre. He's joining us and. Yeah, I'll, I'll stop there just for fear of leaving anybody out. But yeah. you mentioned Phil Adonahoe from Deutsche Bank. Yeah, exactly. We'll talk. Um, well, it'll be very RBA, RBA focused, I think, um, after today's CPI data. But uh, we, we jump around the world. We'll also get the, the um, Deutsche Bank house view on what's going to happen with uh, rates going forward in the United States. So, yeah, you tuck on there as well that we've got, um, you know, we'll be sort of previewing Apple and Amazon earnings for, for Friday morning plus yeah, Meta, however that's going to play out tomorrow. Um, heaven, it could be its first... First, you know, I think it was revenue loss, you know, decline in revenue mm. in the company's history. Wow. So it would be interesting. Lots of people just sort of think Meta's story's over, you know? Yeah, but that's the thing, though. I mean, we've we got to wrap it up soon, obviously. But yeah. um, I don't understand. This is the same thing with the Snap Startup, how, you know, old investment managers and young ones too on, uh, on Wall Street or wherever else around the world – can basically um, build a valuation of the fickleness of teenagers. No one uses Facebook anymore. No one uses Snap anymore. Why are these companies valuable and the metaverse isn't going and, you know, taking off? So, um, yeah, those those results are always fun to watch. Oh, late-breaking news. Whoa. Rio Tinto is out now. Oh. Here we go. Half-yearly net earnings coming in at $8.9 billion. That's down from 123 billion dollars it's declared an interim dividend of two dollars and 67 us cents per share and uh, lots of detail just flashing up on my screen now so it's halved its interim dividend on that 8.6 billion dollar profit it is uh, putting that down to iron ore prices lower iron ore prices so it did see it uh, receiving an average of 120 dollars us 50 per dry metric for per dry twin to a ton excuse me over the past six months and uh, yeah there's a lot more detail in there sorry guys this is all just sort of breaking um it says lots about the market environment becoming more challenging at the end of the interim period so it expects cash returns to shareholders over the longer term to be in the range of 40 to 60 percent of underlying earnings in aggregate through the cycle. Okay, so we'll have plenty of time to digest that for yeah, 8.30 tomorrow 12 morning. hours. <laughs> yeah, don't forget, you know, Rio with its uh, London listing also um, oftentimes throws us a curveball while we're recording this podcast. Yeah. Okay, got some reading to do. All right, talk to you tomorrow. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.